Hello, and welcome once again to New 5R versus Old 5R. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Bren, and... <laughs> I'm Buell. Yes, and today we're talking about uh, the Crane Clan, but first, Adventures in Rokugan came out. Uh, we will be talking about it soon-ish. Uh, we haven't had a chance to fully read the book yet, because we're both very busy people. And but we will be talking about the lore changes in that and our opinions on it soonish. And if you want to, if you want something now, uh, go check out the Last Province podcast. Their latest episode, they just did a whole deep dive into the book and the lore uh, and stuff. So yeah, yeah. And the thing is, if you really want to hear it from us, let us know, and we'll see what we can do. We can't promise anything because, yeah. as Brent said, we are very busy. Yes. Work has been extensive. I had 280 PSI put on my arm. <laughs> it's OK. It was just a, cu a heart pressure cuff, but still. <laughs> yeah, you got 280 PSI. I got 20 hours of overtime. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, still sore from that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so Crane. Starting from, uh, let's start with the old 5R, like the cranes. Well, coming from the crab perspective, the crane are these stuck up snobs. Oh, wait, that hasn't changed any. But that hasn't changed. No. <laughs> <laughs> with the old 5R, crane were always very honor bound. And most of the CCG aspects of it was basically like a crane on a running decks. Very few yeah. to or very little as military. But when it comes to the RPG, again, you get them the crane very stoic, very honorable. Their honor is worth more than anything else to them, mm -hmm. which has transferred. But their their outlook towards the other clans are all seen through that that guys in old 5r we didn't have the famine really that you have in new 5r so they didn't have to basically go maybe i shouldn't be such a snob they were able to keep with it it's yeah. very unabound look down their nose at anyone that's not crane mm. or anyone that does anything differently mm. And that whole mm. dichotomy because of the famine and because of like, hey, the cranes semi fall from grace for the new five R storyline was uh, very essential to the crane storyline. If I remember correctly, it was very much like, hey, uh, Doji Kawan. And, and yes, this will contain spoilers for both uh, old five R and new five R. I hope I didn't have to spell that out for you by now. <laughs> but anyways. Doji Kuwanin wanted to the, the crane to be the way they always were, whereas Hotaru, which was another big change in the crane, um, but we'll get to that later, yeah. wanted the crane to, you know, adapt to the times, you know, maintain as much as they can, but you've got to adapt. Yeah, and it's that's uh, very definitely a big change in the two was that mm -hmm. dichotomy. Because, yeah. yeah, it's they had to adapt for new 5R 
were in old five R, they didn't have that need. They wasn't the oh, if we don't adapt, we die out as a clan. So yeah, yeah it's, and of course that was kind of a theme for the entire new five R. Now that I think about it, because the crab had that problem. Uh, Lion kind of had that problem. Uh, Crane, Phoenix, Dragon—they were—they were all having like because they—they were all having issues that required them to change. The thing is, the crab did not change as much as some of the other clans, as we saw At in the, the end first of the story. Yeah, in the yeah. in the in the first episode, in the end of the storyline, they really—they had to. Ad- I wouldn't say change, but adapt. Yeah, I think they it's had to more start like not change but adapt. Yeah, but where the difference is is yeah they may have had to adapt a little, but when you look at the crane, the crane have changed so drastically mm-hmm. between old five R and new five R. Yeah, much fact, much more than a lot of a lot of other cans because uh, we'll yeah. get more into the families, but the Kita changed like. A, like motivations changed a lot and to the point where in the book in the rpg book they're stated as like we are the assassins of the crane we assassinate in open broad daylight which yeah. I, I thought was really cool uh, yeah. change the thing is in old 5r they assassin was never never mentioned because th- to be an assassin mm-hmm. is to be basically lower class yes samurai do not assassinate yes the kikita were the duelist it's oh you have dishonored my lord i challenge you to a duel or you have dishonored me i challenge you to a duel and in old five R, the kikita were the preeminent duelists and yes they they would protect yeah they would protect the honor of the clan and of their lords by cutting down anyone who disparaged them mm-hmm. as long as, as long as it was authorized and allowed. Yeah. So the being the assassins, not even close. There was no, no aspects. And if you had yeah, called like, one of them an assassin, just cause they basically killed someone in a duel, you would have got challenged to a duel because You've disparaged mm-hmm. my honor. Oh, that would still happen in New Five R. Like you just like uh, you're just trying to assassinate me. Are you calling me an assassin? I challenge you to a double duel. Yeah, but no, <laughs> that's the thing is you would not even had anyone saying that they're an assassin. No, no. Yeah. Even the scorpion wouldn't do it. No. So, no, I I don't think like a lot. There's. Aside from the Miramoto, I don't think there was a lot of like uh, families that had predominant duelists uh, in, in the yeah. in, at least in new five R. In old five R, was the same way. It's your duelists were your crane and your dragon. Yeah, because the other clans had other things that they were doing. And so we, mm-hmm. we talked about the Crab Clan already and how mainly they were they were bushy. They were true yeah. bushy for the most part. Protect the wall, protect the empire. 
protect they protect the idiots attack. inside. They do not duel. Yeah. yeah. The crane they look down on the crab because oh, those barbarians. Yeah, they're useful because they keep they they're kept on the wall. We make sure they stay on the wall. That way we don't have to worry about them. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of crab, another reason is because we they stole one of the families. And in old five R, like I think we talked a bit about the Yusuki, but I don't remember. That was so long we did. ago. We talked um, about the Yusuki and the switch from being a crane clan or crane family to becoming a crab family mm-hmm. and then being split. Yeah, that that all happened. Uh, I think I think a lot of the Yasuki joined the. This is what I'm inferring from. Uh, uh, what's his name? Just let me quickly turn around and look at the book. Josh Reynolds' uh, Daidoji Shin series. Um, I'm inferring it from that because the Daidoji Shin mention uh, novels mention the. Uh, Daidoji Trading Council a lot. Yes, they do. So good series. I'm I'm inferring that a lot of the Yasuki joined like with the Daidoji family and just said, you know, we're 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 gonna we're like the Yasuki that decided to remain loyal to the crane said, you know, we're gonna prove our loyalty. We're gonna join the Daidoji. Uh, yeah, that might be in the on. yeah that might be in the new five R. That but is a in, new 5R. Yeah. That, in old yeah, 5R, they stuck around. Yeah. Basically, so they were. They're a public face of the Crab Clan, but they were also part of the Crane Clan. Mm-hmm. So it's it became I'm trying to remember if it was the second or third Yasuki War. Uh, yeah, they became the Kolot. <laughs> Or they yeah. infiltrated well, by the colots. Colots are like l- real crabs. Everything evolves into colot. Uh, they're not crab. <laughs> um, well, everything turns into a crab or a weasel. Sorry, like evolution-wise, <laughs> it's, it's it's the deal. It's it's the meme. Like everything transforms into colot. It's all a colot plot. Yeah, that was kind yeah. of old five R's. Uh, we need to fix this somehow. Uh, Colot plot. That's all it yeah. was. Yeah, the Colot were just a basically a peasantry slash merchant mercantile group that was trying yeah. to basically control everything because they didn't like being ruled over by their great clans. But yeah, it was during yeah. the, the third Yusuki War that all of the Yusuki clan became part of the Crab or Suki family became part of the crab clan fully. Before that, you had the second Yasuki war, which Yasuki war. Cause in, in yeah. new five R the first Yasuki war was when they split and the, the two clans yeah. had an argument, which caused the empire to, I think it was the first one that said the emperor said, okay, this is too messy. This is too bloody. This was this was awful. This ruined the country for now. This ruined the empire. No more war between great clans, unless I say so. Unless I give it an okay. No more mass battles, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's, that didn't yeah, really stop anything, but whatever. yeah, it, it stopped the major mass battles between all clans. Mm-hmm. 
but it was always you had the skirmishes. Mm-hmm. Okay, just because that skirmish oh, yeah. had three armies worth of uh, forces, it was just a skirmish. <laughs> it was yeah. a skirmish. Yeah, but in uh, in the year 386 is when there was a conflict between the crab and the crane over the Kinkai Hanto, Hanto Peninsula, which is where the Usuki were at. Yeah. And they weren't willing to attack the crab due to the constant service defending against the Shadowlands. Because, yeah, before then, they helped the crab advancing the Shadowlands. And the Crane Clan champion disparaged the Asuki because of that and said, you're no longer Crane. Go. And the crab was like, hey, sure, we will take you in. We will provide for you. We'll protect you. You can become part of the, the crab. So that was back then. During the second Yasuki war, they again became part of the Crane clan when Yasuki Hachi inherited them and he's, as he became mm-hmm. the Yasuki Dynamo. But then you had, yeah. there was a, there was a dis- disagreement as to who was actually the true Yasuki lineage because uh, mm-hmm. Okoto Kaneka claimed to be, let's say, the he claimed to be the true lineage, and he took he took uh, Yasuki Yashiki and became his estates. But he didn't claim any Yasuki titles daimyo. In 1160, when Haichi became a Crab Clan member through a 20 Gomblinter, the Yasuki states were both again. And then, as we said, the third yeah. Yasuki war, it's like, okay, there's these problems again. And the, the Empress at the time was uh did you Oiko the first was the emperor became the empress in 1170 and it's like oh, we're, yeah we're, we're yeah we're yeah yeah, yeah so we're doing a whole this, this I know whole one thing yeah uh, and then it's like yeah. yeah it became an agreement between both clans and Yusuke became fully crab again so yeah so during the old 5R you had this oh Yusuke started out crane but they were working with the crab, basically supplying them for materials and stuff that they needed for the wall. The crab, the crane are like, we're going to war with crab. You see, you're like, we are not going to fight these, these people that are our business partners. Crane clan uh, daimyo is, you are not a crane. You dishonor us. You will leave the crane lands. They're like, okay. Crab are like, sure, come. We've got a place for you. We will protect you. Yeah, so. new five R, uh, almost the same, but a lot, but a bit different. It's like they, the, he didn't like the. So for a long time, uh, the crane doing what the crane do. We're looking down on the Yusuki family, like, oh, you're just filthy merchants. Why, why do you have to waste our time with this money stuff? What do you mean you won't pay this uh, account? Blah, blah, blah. And then the Crane clan daimyo at the time said uh, said to the Yusuki clan daimyo, or the Crane clan champion said to the Yusuki clan daimyo, uh, basically get out of my face in a polite way. And the, the Yusuki were like, you know what, we're taking this fully literally and we're leaving. We're, we're, we're leaving the clan. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you ordered us to leave the clan. That's what you said. <laughs> said get out. So we got out. Yeah, and 
the fact that it was the crane saying it, of course, it's as polite as possible. Oh, yeah, but it was still insulting. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's what crane do. Like, they politely insult. So, yeah. uh, yeah, the statement is the difference between a crane and a scorpion a scorpion mm-hmm. stabs you in the back, a crane stabs you in the face. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. So, um, that was a lot. Yeah. So, that's a bit of a difference between the old and the new 5R for the Suki. There was a one of the diff- major difference between both old 5R and new 5R is the timeline. Mm-hmm. Because new 5R unfortunately has stopped, sort of, for the LCG. Yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, they keep writing new books. Like they just announced one today. I, I forgot forgot to mention at the beginning. They well, they didn't announce it. Shyman and Schuster just announced it for them. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. a sequel to the. It's a sequel to Night Parade, and it's okay. a hundred candles. Oh, same characters. Yeah. Um, I can post it. I have it. It's yeah. It's on the Discord now. Yeah. Not our yeah, Discord. But, I'll put it but one of the big differences between first and second, or old and new, is old 5R started with the CCG. And as tournaments and events happened, the storyline changed. The tournaments would affect the storyline at times. Created new characters changed political aspirations, act, how people, how the clans worked. And it had a long run. Where New 5R, it was sort of that, but it didn't have as long as a run. So if no, sadly, the, new 5R, the new 5R LCG had been going as far, we might have more information, more story for the crane. Crab, dragon, mm-hmm. lion. Yeah, but but, but we've yeah. got some. So we're, that's why that's why we're working this new versus old to see the differences. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I just posted in our in our secret uh, part part Discord. of our not Discord um, our Facebook messages for for the main game, the main show. <laughs> I just posted that. Uh, it's Game of 100 Candles by Marie Brennan, sequel to Night Parade. So if you read that, it has two a dragon and a, a dragon Shugenja and uh, a, a Phoenix Courtier. But yeah, that was just announced. So, you know, it's not not a dead IP, but it's kind of like dead game IP because they haven't announced any games yet. And I was hoping for that this this Gen Con. Yeah, I don't no. think it's dead per se. It's the move from FFG has really affected a lot of things. Yes, we're getting uh, and books, global cluster. Yeah, whatever. yeah. But no, so we're we're getting the books, which are cool. I have, I have them all. I haven't read them all, unfortunately. I did. I have. I, yeah. yeah. I've got so much to read, but I did read uh, the prequel. Get the audio books. That's what I did. I prefer hardbacks. Or I, know. I should say, I prefer hard copies. Not necessarily hardback. Yeah. But that we're, de- we're derailing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So anyways, um, 
So the first first thing is is like uh, another big change that they did between new five R and old five R is in old five R Doji, I believe, developed all the traditions and the cultures. Uh, don't get me started on that, but uh, but in new five R, she actually just like kind of. Um, accumulated a lot of the stuff she liked and from uh, the cultures that existed at the time which I think is a lot better and it makes a lot more sense because I hate to say it not even a god can create an entire culture like you find that a lot with RPG yeah the the thing is is with the old 5R the way they had it set up Mm -hmm. yeah you had the cultures there and but with the fall of the kami, then the the base of the tournament to see who would lead everyone, and as people as they dropped out as the kami dropped out of the tournament, they had families that would start to join them, and of course they we call them families now, but they were just like tribes. Tribes in the area. They were tribes and small, like, nations. Yeah. But so... They they were a divided people, apparently, or something like that. Yeah, because it was... If you look in comparison to, like, we'll go modern-day China. Or actually, I won't say modern-day, but we'll go ancient China. China itself is made up of hundreds of different factions. Mm-hmm. If you look at all of the yeah. the dialects, yeah, I don't remember how many different dialects there are in China. There's, there's two languages in China, and like even more dialects. There's two main languages. Yeah, two main languages: Cantonese and Mandarin. Mm-hmm. And but that's not it. No, no, no. It is most certainly not. Just like America, there's more than just English and Spanish being spoken in the streets around here. But no, the difference is that in the U.S. or in America, English is a major language, Spanish is a major language, French. In China, yeah, you've got your Mandarin and your Cantonese, which are the like standard Chinese, which is official language. The mainland China is known as Standard Mandarin. You have the Wu Chinese, which is a dialect primarily spoken in the eastern regions. And there's six main subgroups. And then there's even more than that. So, like, 297 living languages in China. Ooh, wow. Yeah. So you've got... And it's... So, Rokugan was similar to that. They had all of these subcultures so many different groups that were in different areas. And as the commie started to take Travel. their areas. Yeah. The, the people there would join. And like, we'll go back to the Yasuki. It's like I said, they were initially public face of the the crab, but they're they were founded by the wise woman Yasuki, though she 
aided Kakita in Solomon's request to gain Lady Doji's heart. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that was. Ugh. Yeah. So you've got. Yeah, that was pretty much the same in uh, New 5R2. Oh. Um, of course, in the Crane book, she's not mentioned at all. I wonder why. Because I think they're kind of doing a 50 50. Because I remember distinctly um, the first edition, not the first edition clan books mm-hmm. written from the perspective of the clan. Yes, they are. And they're kind of doing that with the new 5R stuff too, which is annoying a lot of people who want to keep lot, uh, stuff straight. And I'm like, yeah, give it up, please. Just yeah. give it up. You're, you're never like, even, even modern day history, we cannot keep straight. Because no. there's no, cons- there's uh, different accounts from different people about the same event. Yeah, because when you're writing history, the closer you are to the actual time of it happening, mm-hmm. the more likely you are to being closer to what actually happened. But even then, you get three people seeing the same event. They, you know, yeah, how they write it down, how their, how their outlook on life is, what they've, because you could have someone. We'll do the th- we'll do three classes. You got someone from an upper, a middle, and a lower class. Mm-hmm. The lower class, they're going to see something from a point of view of survival. Yeah, because that's what they are. They're wanting to survive. So, if they can, if they can read and write what they write down or what they pass along through oral traditions. Oh yeah. It's going to be what happened. Eventually get written down. Yeah. But they're, they're going to do it as in a way that is of, this is what went on. Basically for survival aspect, middle class. So they're doing okay. They're not surviving day to day, but they're also not just lounging around, eating bonbons and drinking their sake or whatever. So the middle class, they would write it from a more level perspective. But then you get to the upper class, they're going to write it from a perspective of how it benefited them. What happened that was positive for them. So I can understand them trying to do it. I like how old 5R did their narratives. At least in the start. Yeah, as it got farther on, it started getting convoluted because they had to try and figure out how they tried to canonize it. And I am a person who is completely against any form of canon. Uh, I, I hate it. I thoroughly embrace the unreliable narrator and i believe all forms of media should aspire to the unreliable narrator because you're never going to get consensus between a bunch of people writing for the same ip yeah i would say you could have it as this is canon from the perspective of x yes which okay x has is biased so mm-hmm. Like, Everybody we'll, has bias. Yeah, we'll work with uh, Yasuki. So the history with Yasuki as she's aiding Kakita mm-hmm. for this, it could be if we went from a different perspective, Yasuki wasn't specifically aiding Kakita 
so that he could gain Lady Doji's heart. It could be that Yasuki was doing this for Kikita to get him the heck out of there. It's like, I want this guy gone because I got things I need to do. Or to, you know, benefit her family. Yeah, it's uh, like the future for the future. Hey, I'm just this poor fisherman. This guy's trying to get in bed with a god. I want to get in on that. Yeah, basically, I'm going to help them. And because I'm helping them, they're going to do something for me. Yeah, exactly. And that's Uh, that is three different perspectives again. Mm hmm. Yeah. So but anyways, uh, we, we should focus on the crane more and less on our opinions about how to tell a good story. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah. I've, been, oh, I've been working with the crane. I've been bringing up the crane in those aspects. I know. I know. But I haven't. I've been bad. I'm the bad one. I'm the ADHD person right now going crazy. But anyways. Uh, and usually you're the one that keeps us on track. <laughs> I know, but I've been off my meds like uh, I know. I know it's bad. I'm okay now. I'm on my meds now. Don't don't worry, fam. Uh, yeah, we all I'm make okay. sure that he's doing good. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, we should probably. So we were talking originally talking about Daidoji. I mean, not, not Daidoji. Doji. Getting names confused again. Doji. So she came down. She organized in New Five R. She came down. She started organizing all the culture, and then she got rid of a bunch of stuff, and that created a, a like a heretical text. The, the closest thing Crane have to a heretical text that is the cost of grace, I believe. Let me double check. It's in the book. I know it's somewhere. Nope. Yep, the cost of grace, and it is a book that contains complaints about how she got rid of a lot of cool stuff because she didn't like it. Which I think okay. it's a very odd. Yeah, it's a very awesome addition to the series, and it came out in the year four fifty one of the year. Uh, uh, an anonymous scholar wrote the treatise "The Cost of Grace," not just yeah. chastising Di- Doji. No, sorry, not just chastising Doji's descendants for the destruction of vast amounts of beauty and knowledge in their rigid adherence to her traditions, but in going so far as to challenge the Kami herself for failing to prevent this catastrophe. And it was banned under Imperial Edict. So the copy Yogo has is completely illegal by Imperial Edict. Yeah, of course it would be. Yeah. Because everyone knows that the Imperial family looks upon the crane with some reverence. Mm -hmm. Because they are very political. Yeah, they they always be banging like that. That's that's literally, and I think both editions, both timelines, is that the emperor usually marries a crane. Mm. Usually, it's, yeah. it's well, not usually. I would say there's a high probability they would marry a a doji spouse. Yeah, and the thing is, it's actually what most of what it is is the emperor's left hand. Is mm-hmm. always a member of the crane from the first Hantai to Kikiri Yoshi and Hantai the 38th. Yep. Yeah. So that's why I say the Imperial Family also go on them with respect because they're they've always been yeah. Emperor's left hand. They have been basically that side of the yeah. ruling aspect. 
but yeah anyways um going on like uh doji she then like met shinsei like as all the kami did they, she met and he this i don't know if it was different in the old 5r but in this edition he was sitting out in the snow and she offered like hey you want to come in out of the cold and he's like no nah, i'm good i'm good man i'm a good girl and and then she's like okay well then i'll come out here oh wow it's quite lovely so uh the do like the doji always liked the snow yeah, or something like that it, it, it's in the way of the crane i well it's in the Courts of Stone, not Way of the Crane. God, my head is all over the place today. Yeah. I'm sorry. And it's it's part of the reason why the crane typically have the white hair. Because it ah, yes, fits in with that this, narrative. No, no, no. That's that's a difference. It's different. That, that's, but it fits so in narrative. This is, like, this is the reason why they always like to look in the moment. It's They like to look in the moment because of that. The white hair thing comes from the first Daidoji daimyo. Okay. Now, to know that, you have to know that. You, that is in both editions. I know this. Basically, um, so the original Clan Thunder started heading towards the Shadowlands and to meet his destiny and was horribly murdered along the way. His twin sister, because they shared a soul and he knew how to... Uh, you know, put a piece of his soul into do his blacksmith work. She became the crane thunder at that point. She went into the Shadowlands and disappeared. Her brother, mm -hmm. just let me pull up his name. I totally forgot. I have forgotten the name names. Uh, Ko Koni Shiko was the crane thunder and never returned from the Shadowlands. Uh, but her Hayaku went basically on a three-year journey in the shadowlands came back untainted with the sword and pitch white hair and never spoke a word again okay uh, yeah so you're talking about the just, uh, you're talking yeah. about the uh thunder stuff so in old five arts doji konishiko mm -hmm. who was creating clan thunder mm -hmm. um and that was she did that after the death of her twin brother Doji Yasurugi. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how he died in old Five R, but I know in new Five R he was basically assassinated on the way. Uh, uh, like Shadowlands assassinated him on the way, uh, yeah, apparently, but, or somebody assassinated him on the way. Yeah, I think he, was he was killed. Yeah, he was ceremoniously. He was a swordsmith. Yeah, and being prince of the Caillou, so he was. It was an interesting aspect there. Um, so shortly that's, after birth of his son. That is different. Yeah. That is different because in New 5R, he was apprenticed to a Tengu. Yeah. And the Tengu showed him the way of folding steel and folding a piece of your soul into the steel, into your work, putting your soul into your work. Yeah. Thing uh, is, that is also there. But he was he was taught swordsmanship when he was apprenticed to a Kaiyu, but while under the tutelage of the Kenku Shinsei Kozu. Mm-hmm. He forged five different katanas. Kunshu, the Hantai, the ancestral sword of the Hantai. Yeah. Shukuju, the ancestral sword of the Crane Clan. Chikandomo, which was a gift to the Lion Clan. Naishi, which is carried by Doji Yasuyo. And Kanpeki, which got lost in the Shadowlands. 
Yeah, in New 5R, they weren't katanas because katana technology wasn't there yet. It was the more original straight-bladed swords. Uh, that's in the crane. That's in the Phoenix book, not the crane book. That's in the Phoenix book as they talk about the swords. Yeah. But that yeah. that was just like, hey, let's make this a little bit more history accurate. Katanas didn't come till later. Let's keep these like the straight swords that you that you would see in like uh, early Ch- Japan and li- and China. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you're talking Korea. about the, about his death. Basically, he was killed by an oni. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, so shortly after the birth of his son, he was asked by Shinsai to be the Crane Clan Thunder. Mm-hmm. But he's killed by an oni before he could answer. And then his half sister Kunishiko, yeah. or twin sister Kunishiko, stood, stepped forward, and since they were twins, she shared the Thunder's soul, and therefore was a Thunder herself because that was yeah. one of the things is the thunders they had an aspect to their soul that made them a thunder mm-hmm. yeah so but then that that guy he became the but hayako yeah. became the first daidoji yeah uh, he founded the crane daimyo daijo daidoji family it's like doji ha- and hayaku i think uh, it, yeah yeah. I think the Daidoji had the most interesting story in New 5R of the Crane Clan. Because they were like, hey, we are so pragmatic. We're going to burn down Kikita Palace. Oh, yeah. We're going to burn it to the ground, make it go boom, because the lion have it. And we can't get it back from them. The So the interesting thing about the Daidoji in old 5R, they were typically Yojimbo. Mm-hmm. And typically, too, like the Kakita, the Asahina, not the Kakita, the Asahina or the Doji. Mm-hmm. They were also the Harriers, basically yes, the elite, those, those elite force. Uh, and Doji. they were also the Iron Warriors. Yeah. They tr- contributed the most men to the ranks of the Iron Warriors. Yeah. I, I think in New 5R, uh, Kakita are mostly the Ojimbo, where the Daidoji are the. You know, the frontline soldiers of uh, the crane. They're the and the Harriers, not to mention the Harriers. Yeah. And you had talked about the Daidoji Trading Council. Yeah. We so, don't know much about that. So, uh, well, initially, most of the tra- crane trade had been formed by the Yasuki. Mm-hmm. After they went to the crab, the Daidoji... The Kani Daidoji started performing that role and yeah. created that's when the Daidoji Training Council got created. Yeah. But sadly, like like all we know is just what is mentioned in the Daidoji Shin novels. They're I don't think they're even mentioned in the Crane Clan book. It was just like they have Daidoji war, warriors, cultures and traditions, Cranes Feather. Uh, yeah. Um yeah, yeah. They don't have anything about the Daidoji Trading Council in the new Five R RPG book. I'm hoping, and this is me just hoping against hope that uh, one of the future books has a whole thing on how to run a manor or and you know maintain a cash flow, how the econ- 
a, a literal e- economic book for Rokugan would be great. Yeah. Not the yeah, Merchant's we, Guide to Rokugan, which is about Kolot, but an actual Merchant's Guide to Rokugan. Which they did have a bit of that in some of the earlier editions. Yeah. They have yeah. some of it in, a- in uh, Adventures in Rokugan. They have some of it. They have like a stipend list, which I thought was yeah. very... And it's like one for one, one gold piece equals one Koku, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But still, it actually has this is how much a samurai of this rank would make in a stipend a year. Yeah, that that's actually something that would be really good. Um, question. When what time frame did they put for the famine in uh New Five R? Uh it started two years. The, the tsunami hit two years before the first fiction. And I mean the first fiction that was released by FFG, not the first fiction in chronological order, which most likely would be... It's the one where... The first one they released is the one where uh, Doji Hotaru yeah. is hiding amongst the Yojimbo bodyguards in a secretly hiding with the bodyguards of a right tax rice rice tax caravan from the crane going to the imperial capital yeah so two years before that a tsunami hit hit the crane clan hard knocked out a lot salted the earth of a lot of their farmland and made most of the land basically unlivable so a lot of peasants are leaving a lot of samurai are just like fuck this i'm out yeah yeah and there was a famine in old five R. There's always a famine. But yeah, it's basically the second half of the uh seventh century. So like six sixty to six sixty five. Hmm. And yeah, there was food wars, crab attacking the crane, hmm. and then the lion attacking the crane, riots and stuff, but it's it wasn't the tsunami that they have in New Five yeah. R. So that's so they had that same thing there. But it did it seems that it did when they decided to do new five R they wanted to take that hardship and change the crane some. Yeah. And, and Lord knows the crane needed it. The crane were kind of boring in old five R. I hate to say it. Like, I don't know why people enjoy the crane from old five R. Um, I found a lot of their stuff. Like, Oh, uh, Kikita swings a sword. Doji does yeah. politics, blah, blah, blah. I but, think yeah. a lot of it was the better than thou attitude. Which, yeah, probably. If we look at people as a whole, a lot of people like to think they're better than others. And unfortunately, it's a negative aspect. But yeah. so, and there are those that are on the opposite end. And they want to do something that is not them. Yeah. So they want to portray someone that was, oh, they're better. I'm, they're better than everyone else. Or the honor, the all that. Because that could be some of the things. Mm-hmm. I know when I started playing and playing crab, I liked the mentality and the philosophy of the crab. It's like, hey, we're here to 
defend everyone else. We're defenders. Which for me as a person, I like to do stuff like that. Which why I did my time in the military. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was doing what is who I am. I have yeah. played others to do something that is different than who I am to try to see if I can show that it's something I'm something different as well. Mm-hmm. But that could be why a lot of the people preferred doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, anyways, uh, so uh, let's see. Trying to think straight. We were dealing with it with the doji. Dealing with the doji. We were on the daidoji. Yeah, we hit the di- uh, we hit a bit about the daidoji. Yeah, is- the harriers. Uh, you know, the harriers were mentioned in lore, and you have a you have a school for them in the lion book, and you have a daidoji spy master. So the daidoji do a lot for the crane, which I find yeah. okay. Let's, which I can understand why they left the daidoji mer- like merchant camp, the trading council out of the crane plan book. But I'm really, like I said, I'm hoping this gets mentioned into another RPG book. But yeah. uh, we should move on to the Asahina. Uh, the Asahina. Now that origin changed. Oh, it did. Uh, yes. Uh, are not, they not? Are, I was so say, are they still, still pacifists? Yes. Like okay, I said, so they origins, kept that. They kept that. But basically what happened, and I'm trying to put, there we go. Oh, no, that's Yajidin. We'll talk about Yajidin in a moment. Uh, oh, there's not much here. Um, yeah, they, they get so little blurbs, but I'm trying to find out where, where the story is. Well, uh, while you're looking oh, at yeah. it. Yeah, so, so here it is. Uh, so Asahina, Asawa Asahina, the elemental master of fire, believed the Korean had robbed his clan of a chance to defend their honor. Overwhelmed by fury, he unleashed fiery rampage throughout the crane lands, setting villages and farmlands ablaze. As he terrorized the coastland, a lone samurai, Doji Kiriko, appealed to him to spare her village from his wrath. Ignoring her pleas, he raised it to the ground and called it justice. However, on seeing her grief at what this he, dis- he had destroyed, compassion moved him, and he saw his own wanton cruelty for what it was. So that was the big change in yeah. old five R. She stopped him. Yeah. She so in old fo- in old five R, it the family history resulted from a lion phoenix crane dispute. Mm-hmm. It was mostly lion lion phoenix, and he was obs- violently obsessed with the phoenix war with the lion, and he wanted to. The crane were trying to end the conflict by brokering a peace treaty. So the crane, being crane, meddling into other affairs. We're trying to do yep. the peace treaty. Asahina got PO peeved at the crane and their audacity to meddle in things that aren't mm-hmm. their business went on a rampage. Yeah. And that rampage ended in the village of Kimura. And as in the new 5R, Doji Kiriko, who is the Crane Clan champion's daughter, she threw herself in front of us in his attacks, saving the lives of hundreds of villagers. So he didn't get the chance to raise the village to the ground. She basically blocked him every single time. And he was so moved yeah. by her bravery 
and you start looking like, oh, dang, this rage has done more harm. So he left the Phoenix, nursed Kiriko back to health, mm-hmm. and renounced violence forever. And when she was fully joined, healed, the American as like the Asahina as their Shugensha family, and they're yeah. kind of like healers, artificers. But yeah, that was a big change. Was a he? She did not stop him from uh, hurting people. She just basically begged him to stop. He refused, and then he felt real super guilty about it. And like, oh shoot, I I I, I was a horrible human being. But you know, it, it I can see both having merit. And if you want to use either or, I don't. I, I yeah. yeah. I like the old 5R in the aspect of she has here's someone who is blocking him from killing lots of people. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. is showing more courage mm-hmm. by becoming a roadblock for him to destroy anyone than, oh, he's already raised the village to the ground. And then she goes to basically defend him. Yeah. Um, it's that aspect of her courage is what yeah. really gets me more. I I don't have strong feelings either way. I will state that I, I think it makes more sense for him to join the Crane clan in the new 5R storyline just because A, he took so much from the Crane that he will never be able to repay it in his lifetime. So he and his family will have to repay uh, this debt for all time. Because a, he just did this wanton destruction and killed a whole bunch of innocent lives. And he'll never be able to bring those lives back for the crane, unless he basically joins the family and provides it with his own kin. Yeah. Uh, The thing is, but like I said, I don't have any strong opinions either way. Either yeah. story is okay in my mind. Yeah. Though if you if you think about it, in the old or old five R, they don't say what happened from the time he starts getting upset with the crane to when he's stopped. It was just that his rampage ended in the village of Kimura. Yeah. And then that becomes a important event. It's like, this is what happened that stopped him. Yeah. By the fact it's uh, a rampage. Oh, yeah. Yajiden. Yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 move on to Yajiden. And the well, actually, uh, can we take a quick break? I'm going to take a quick break here. I got to go use the restroom again. OK, I'm so, going to uh, get water, get break. Um, I will cut this. There we go. All right, we're back on recording now. Uh, so Yajidin, the infamous Yajidin. I don't remember much of the story beforehand. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. Yeah, he was a brilliant smith, talented Shugenja, among the greatest students of the Asahina ways ever to have lived. Um. Yeah, he's of course basically a mysterious stranger approached him. (laughs) 
and developed new Sangusuri. Oh God, I totally pronounced that wrong. Sangusuri technique, resulting swords and other works were a- apex of his craft. He gave many away as gifts, offered others to people who he owed favors. Yeah, but basically those were all blood swords. Now, in, in this edition, the blood swords aren't named, and there is a innumerable number of them out there roaming the cl- roaming the the world. Yeah, which is uh, a lot different than old five R. Which yes, there are only four blood swords. Yeah. They were forged by Yajidin using the Anvil of Despair, mm-hmm. and they're as you said, they're named. So you got passion, ambition, judgment, and revenge. So. Yeah, so in New 5R, I think they just wanted like, I think they just wanted an easy plot device for storytelling. Like, I, I'm wondering if we're going to get some in the Ayuchi Band novel that's coming out in three-ish months. Three-ish. It could be, because Ayuchi Band, it's, he was basically, uh, how to put it, he create. He was actually the initial developer of the blood swords, because mm-hmm. he has. There's a fifth blood sword that was not completed by Aichiban. Or Yajiden. No. Oh. Treason was a never completed fifth. So an Aichiban blade. Mm-hmm. So it was being done by Aichiban. Yajidin finished it. Okay. Yeah, like I said, so Treason was the blade, the name of the blade. So he, we have Aichiban who started the Blood Blood Speakers. Um, He asked Yajin to use magic of the Sangusuri and the Kuninak kind of writ to make four of the blood blood swords. Mm-hmm. He then secretly offered these swords to the four clan champions, but he was working on a fifth that he did not complete before he was stopped. And yeah, the, unbeknownst to all of them, another ring was made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, with the blood sword, the first one was given for, was first used or ambition also known as Yashin, was first used by a Bayushi Shoju. It is currently in the hands of Miramoto Kenzo. Judgment was used by Hida Tenburo and is currently in the hands of Isawa Mizuhiko. Passion, or Judgment is also known as Handan. Passion is Jonetsu, first used by Doji Tanaka. It's believed lost. Revenge or Fukushu was first used by Akoto Mikuku and it is currently in the custody of the Phoenix clan. So yeah, Yajidin created the blades. He also wrote the Yajidin scrolls recording his dark knowledge and Yajidin journals. Recording his personal views about the tainted individuals such as himself, Ayuchiban, and others. Mm-hmm. 
he created the porcelain masks, which animate dead bodies as zombies. So mm-hmm. Yajidin has been a bit of a bad boy. Yeah. And that was actually uh, just on a side note, apparently in uh, Adventures in Rokugan, there were no undead in Rokugan, uh, at least corporeal undead, uh, before uh, Ayuchi Ban. They actually clarified that. I, th- I thought it was really interesting because apparently Ayuchi Ban opened a black scroll which created a undead plague. Um. So that's in Adventures in Rokugan. <laughs> it's just a little weird, I think. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, because uh, in old 5R, the undead are basically those who have been unfortunate enough to die or actually, yeah, die in the Shadowlands. And a constant mm-hmm. inhabits the skull and controls the body after the soul is fled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, anyways, and that's beside the point. I just thought that was. Yeah, it's it's interesting, little. but it does fit into the fact that we're talking about Ayuchiban who used to be no or not Ichiban Yajidin, who started his life out as Asahina Yajidin, but became Daigotsu Yajidin. Yeah. So that was that that was an old five R, yeah. Yeah. That's an old five R. The fact though Which is weird because I always found it weird, but I I understand why they did it. Which I understand why they did the, the the I'm talking about the spider clan in general. No. The Spider Clan needed ancestors. The Spider Clan needed ties to Rokugan. Uh, don't get me started on the Spider Clan. When we get to the Spider Clan, you will hear all my complaints about the Spider yeah. Clan. Yeah. Once we get to the minor clans, there will be lots of complaints, especially with mm-hmm. FFG's implementation of some of them. Yeah. 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 But yeah, when <laughs> I think with Yajidin being young, Basically, he's full of curiosity, very gifted, very talented in arithme- mm-hmm. arithmetic, crafting wondrous gifts with daimyos and crane courtiers. He had a incredible gift for artifice and mastering the art of, as you said, Sangosuri. And it was mere weeks long before his Genpaku. And so he was very, he gained positions of power in the Imperial City based on his art. Yeah. But because of his desire for stuff. He was corrupted. He was suddenly corrupted by Kuni Nakuna. Nakanu. Yeah, they don't but mention that in New 5R. Uh, the yeah, uh, they just call him the mysterious stranger. So yeah. It could be Aichiban, could be uh Fulang, could have been an Oni in disguise. Yeah. Could and have the been thing a is, lost member. Who knows? Yeah. Tenley Ayuchiban or Yajidin's corruption didn't come straight from Kuni Nakanu or Nakanu. Him and his, a friend Jama were researching the journals of Nakanu, which had been found by the Tomo. They studied the notes, learned the secrets of Maho. And he realized, oh, everything I've learned before has limited me. Mm-hmm. So then he joined his master and desired overthrow the established order. So and that's where he starts doing the true becoming corrupted. 
but he also went into the burning sands. Yes. His, you know, his friend, when his friend Jamo went on diplomatic outside of Rokugan, Yajin followed him, traveled through the Ujikai deserts. Um, and some people died there. He got in prison, but he met the some Rakshasas. So he's seen all this other stuff. And because of his interest earlier in saying the, the writings of a corrupted Kuni and all this other stuff, he became a cod or he helped uh, Jamo learn the secrets of Kadi, which is a sorcerer from the sorcerer Sephren. And then Yajidin or Ajiba, I mean, helped perform the same ritual on Yacht with Yajidin. Mm-hmm. Basically, become a Kadi. So, Yajidin got a lot of his stuff, not just from Rokugan, but from no. the, the world outside. So, I think that's so the Deb- same with Ayuchi yeah, Band, kind of became Yajidin, and Yajidin kind of became Ayuchi Band. It it's complicated. It's yeah, but like, in, uh, the thing is, all five are. Ayuchiban was separate from Yajidin. I just have They, they a... still are. New 5R is, but a lot of the story that you just told is what. Uh, maybe it isn't. I don't know. They haven't talked much about Ayuchiban or Yajidin in New 5, New 5R. I just thought it was mentionable. Yeah. The thing is, it's in all 5R, the, the CCG. The... I'm expecting more with the books. Yeah. yeah. It should be nice. But yeah, but the. Uh, with the CCG, the the Shadowlands didn't weren't part of the original set. Original set, there were only six factions. Scorpion and Shadowlands weren't either of them. No, no. So Shadowlands came in with the first expansion, I believe, if I remember correctly. Uh I, w- I wasn't paying attention at that time. I wasn't really like there wasn't any groups in my area that were playing. We were all playing magic at the time. Yeah, I think is that's actually where I started mm-hmm. is in the CCG. Yeah, that's why you're the old 5R guy. I'm yeah, the new 5R guy. But anyways, um, I just re- I just continued reading the uh, Yajiden stuff just now. Yep. And apparently he tried to make one final blade to basically uh, uh, to counter the other artifacts, but he and the evils he'd unwittingly unleashed. However, he soon died under mysterious circumstances and the sword was unfinished. It is now hiding um, under uh, Asahina Castle. Okay. So in New 5R, the fifth blade, Vengeance, I think it's what I'd read, was not finished. Well, it's Old not fi- named. Like none, none of the swords are named right. in New 5R. But yes. yeah, but it maybe was talking about the fifth blade. In Old 5R, the fifth blade was started by Ayuchiban. Mm-hmm. Was eventually finished by Yajidin. So he made four straight out. Yeah. The fifth, like I said, was started by his master, but he finished it. 
So, scratch, scratch. So that's yeah. uh, that definitely gets a little bit of a change there. So yeah, moving uh, moving on from there. Uh, we have not the Deer Clan. We're not talking about the Deer Clan ever. Well, actually, we will someday. I will complain greatly about yeah. your plan. Yeah, that's going to be in the minors. So we've talked about the Asahina. We've talked about the Daidoji. We've talked about the Doji, the Asuki. Now we have the Kikita. I guess, I guess, yeah, we should do the Kikita more. We kind of talked about how they're, they basically, they've changed. They basically became um, assassins in the daylight, the daylight assassins. Yeah. Uh, they're also like perfectionists, artists. Uh, swordsmiths. Uh, so yeah, the cranes troublemakers. <laughs> Depends on who you talk to. If you talk to them, they're not troublemakers. No, they're not. Uh, no, they challenge you to a duel if you call them a troublemaker. Yeah, you call me a troublemaker. I challenge you to a duel. Throws the glove down, or I don't know. That's that's yeah, Western however, side of Western start. Yeah, there's so, yeah. the thing is, there is not a not a lot was written about the Kikita other than their duelists. Mm -hmm. And they beat Matsu. I don't know how that happened. Uh, I know that happened in both editions. Uh, in New 5R, they basically uh, Kikita and Matsu were both completely undefeated in the tournament to for the first Emerald Championship. But Matsu was, uh, as she usually was, a total asshole. Uh, while Kikita was being very polite to all his defeated opponents, Matsu was not. But at the very end, Kikita decided, you know what, I'm just going to be an asshole to you because you're an asshole to everybody else. So I'm not acknowledging that I defeated you. I'm acknowledging that, I, well, I'm not acknowledging you after I defeat you. And he walked away. This caused the massive blood feud that exists between the Matsu and the Kikita for all eternity because uh, you can't ignore a grudge like that. So you're dealing with this as being the as part of the uh, the fall? This The fall of what? Yeah, so you were talking about um, Kikita and Matsu. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, there, there's a blood feud between the two families. Like, it's an yeah. officially sanctioned blood feud by everybody involved. And they, like, so you put a Matsu and a Kikita in a room, one of them's going to walk out. Only one of them's going to walk out if they're lucky. Probably they're both going to die, but who knows? Yeah. They that started because Kikita openly insulted Matsu by treating her the way she treated all her opponents. And she did not like that because she does not feel like she, she, she felt she was superior than everybody. And that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. So. Yeah, that. Uh, so in the old 5R. The, the conflict was so. It was in the year 23. He was 19 years old. He travels to Osanuchi to compete in the first tournament for Emerald Champion. He triumphed in his endeavors facing the Lady Matsu. 
in his last duel. Basically, she took great insult from being defeated. He bowed after to every contender he defeated, but he refused Matsu this courtesy, which is the same. In reaction to the humiliation line, in reaction to the humiliation line, gives every for fallen foes. So that is the same between the two. Okay, so it is the same there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that, that was that was the insult. It was basically the insult at the end of the duel that was causing, yeah, uh, the blood feud. It's like you bowed to all, everyone else. You're not bowing to me. It's like you treated all your uh, fallen opponents with disdain. You will be treated the same. That was yeah. pretty much his thought on that. The thing is, Which you I look say at, good on good on Kikita. Good on Kikita. Yeah. Ah, yeah, sorry. Is he, he was the first of the yeah, he was the first of the Emerald Champions. He was the one of the finest duelists in history. Um, a foremost expert in dueling. He composed the sword, which was a treat a treatise on dueling. So a little bit on the argument with Miramoto over how many hands to use on a sword. Sorry. Yeah, and <laughs> the style. But yeah, but a little bit about Kikita in the early. So he was actually we had talked about earlier in this episode about how the different areas were tribal stuff. So he was actually aware from a small northern tribe. Mm -hmm. So he was actually from a tribe. He was born in the year four. And his tribe was visited by the Kami Sheba. And he grew up with great tales of my gods who fought from the sky. Mm -hmm. In the year 19, he hunted down a slow rogue troll. And then an old man appeared himself as grandfather, offered to teach him how to become a great warrior if he agreed to answer the call of the Kami when it came. It took him many years to master, oh, but he was sent on a quest into the mountains north. We found an old woman working a forge, and she introduced herself as grandmother and taught him swordsmithing. So he crafted a blade and named his new weapon the katana. So that's where the katanas come from. For Rokugan. Yeah, and I that so that did change because I believe in New 5R, the Asahi, not the Asahina, the Agasha made the first katana, not the Kikita. Mm. The Kikita developed the techniques that are used with the katana. However, the Agasha were the first to make the katana. I think that's the way it is in New 5R. Yeah. We'll yeah, find like out in, more when we get the dragon book. Yeah. Yeah. And in the soon. old 5R, was Kikita himself learned how to make the blades and to be the best warrior and come to find out that grandfather and grandmother were just a Ken were the same person, a Kenku. Mm hmm. So. Yeah, because I, I believe we were talking about like how um, the child of Do Doji and Kikita developed the ways to fold steel. I don't know. It's so complicated. Like, uh, it's like there's three people who invented medicine in Rokugan, according to the books. And it's like uh, Asahina, Shiba, or Isawa, and Agasha are like three people who invented medicine. It's weird. I don't yeah. think that's the way it actually happened. But you know what? We'll, we'll take credit. We'll take the credit for something that, you know, everybody knows how to do. <laughs> yeah and it's the thing is the cranes say that kikita helped asawa ujika 
Ujiki, the elemental master, to develop the rules for Taryujai, the dueling procedures for yeah. Shugenja. So again, it's the crane are doing all this stuff. So much stuff. Yeah. So much stuff. Yeah. So from the crane perspective, they're doing, they're the best. They do all this good. And blah, blah, blah. blah. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So that's the Kikita. What else is there? I wish we did notes freehand, but like I said, we've been very busy people. <laughs> yeah. We've pretty much hit all the families. We talked about Asahina, the Daidoji, the Doji, the Kikita, and the Yasuki. We talked about a bit of each of those, about a, some of the histories of yeah. the founders. I'm just trying to find if there's anything like the Daidoji have their giant spider monster, great sea spider. Is that? Oh, yeah. You, know, you don't know about that? Okay, so at the center of the atoll off the coast of Daidoji lands turns a, a dark whirlpool the cause of which is unknown. But obscure legends known only to those well-versed in crane folklore speak of an ancient being resting at its center, deep at the ocean floor where no light can reach it. The tales say that this whirlpool is a great tunnel web of Daikumo no Kami, the great sea spider. This monster spider, bound to the atoll by the Asahina Shugenja, is an ancestral enemy of the Daidoji family. Kumo, the spirit of the shaping of the, the shape-changing spiders, feed off the negative emotions of living beings. It is said that the great sea spider bound itself to the Daidoji family, and the family's feelings of anger and vengeance followed, allowed it to grow to, to its massive size. Most yeah. scholars expect, yeah, yeah, it's it's quite silly. It never really came up in the storyline, but it, it's kind of this interesting last boss for any Daidoji players that you have. Yeah, because none of the things I've ever read or talked about deal with any of that. I may have to look at my uh, fourth edition uh, Atlas of Rook again. Uh, I, I would too. I don't remember it mentioned, and like this was just. It might have been an offhand comment by an author a long time ago, and yeah. then like, hey, this is kind of funny. Let's throw this in. Uh, which province Giant was this supposed to be in? What? Or, uh, which province is this Daido supposed to be? Daidoji uh, province. One of the Daidoji uh, provinces. I don't yeah. know. So uh, it doesn't say. Pull it up on the map. Yeah. Because if you can tell me, because I can look it up, because see what the old 5R has. Because you got the Hayaku province, the Ichigun, okay. Kosaten, Sabishi. And again, I will apologize to anyone who has Japanese language for pronunciation. Yeah. I'm doing it from an American perspective. I'm trying my best. We, we, I, I can't even pronounce my own culture's names. I, I have trouble with that. So sorry I, that I butcher na names all the time. Okay. So it is off the coast. It is, um, there's nothing there on this map, but it's just west. No, it's just east of the port that never sleeps. Uh, in the water. Of course, that doesn't help for what I'm looking at. <laughs> oh, because they use the Japanese names in there. Huh? Actually, no, because the map I've got, there's 
Musume Mora, Kyuden Doji, which are uh, then there's a uh, prosper prosperous plain city. So yeah, the map that's <sighs> I'm looking at is very. I'm trying to find mine. Yeah, let's see what we have. we have a decent map in the. Uh... See, I can't get a map. On map. Because yeah, unfortunately, the crane territories are freaking long in their the there area. This I, I can if I can find it um, as soon as this loads because I forgot how big this freaking file is. There, oops. Yeah. There. Um. Ah. Dang it, that moves way too fast. I know, this is riveting radio. Sorry. <laughs> search, 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 search. Whoops. Yeah, the... Okay, so on here... Um, yeah. It looks like the same spot. I think it is. But in the old 5R on the 4th edition map, this is the 4th edition map by Robert Denton, it is the Palace of the Sea King is where that is that location. Yeah. So the the fourth edition should give you like the province. Yeah, I don't have my uh I don't my atlas training with me. grounds, I think. Let me double check that is correct. Because I'm comparing two maps, one being more artistically done. Okay, the Dojo training grounds in the Ichigun province. Yeah. Uh train fields. Wow. Yeah. So that's about where it is. It's a little bit to the west of it on yeah, it's the artistic map. Ichigun province. Oh. Which is uh, bordered on the north by the Shibishi province, the river Kawa, Bayabashi yeah. in the west, except in the Crane, Crablands, the Sparrow Clan. But the Anshin province in the south and be enveloped by the Sea of Lord Sun in the east. Yeah, if you follow where the Uwebe marshes are, ah. it goes into the river. There's Songbird's Cage, Mura Soshitoshi. Toshi. I can't actually I can't even read that right now. It's too fuzzy. But just the south of the peninsula, basically, there's Palace of the Sea King. That is where the spider is located in New 5R. Okay. Which is probably going to be actually close to the islands of the spice and silk anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Because uh, there, they're east of southern crane lands across Yakimo's heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, All right, let's pull up. Yeah. So now you got me curious. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a looks up. So there's a Komori spirit, Unmai. Uh, I feel like the islands. Yeah, so nothing that I said, nothing I had ever heard of. I talked about it. That's why you brought it up. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Um, Basically, he's a. Yeah, so. uh, All right. In the fifth century, vast family called the small island of sisters. Yes, that was where we do the search to find some information that 
seems to be very new for new 5R for the crane because it's nowhere in the old 5R. Uh, it is at least not in that position. Like, I don't know where the spider came from, but yeah, I'm looking at Palace of the Sea King, which used to be a vassal family called the Morahay. Morahai. Uh, apparently the, the castle sank, <laughs> but whatever. All right, done with that. Yeah. Those all tabs. Yes, I want to say. Okay, so um yeah, that's pretty much the that's pretty much it. Like I mean, unless we want to talk about Hotaru and Kachiko and Hotari and Kachiko or, or Hotori and Kachiko. Yeah. Yeah, it's that was definitely it's the same. Yeah, that was it's a basically change. the same. It was a it was a change between the two. Yeah. Basically Yes, there's they still an old five R, new five R. There was a liaison between a crane and mm-hmm. a scorpion, but they, they changed wound up happily together. Yeah, uh, not really. Happen. Well, in new five R, they wound up happily together so far. Yeah. Uh, basically, because Soju decided to sacrifice himself in the name of the emperor to. Sh- Hey, look at me. I'm allied with the Shadowlands. Oh, look, the Shadowlands is conveniently attacking right now. It must be all my fault. Yeah, it's all my fault. Blame me. Start focusing on the... But don't forget about the Shadowlands stuff. You need to take care of that. (laughs) We'll get to more of that in the Scorpion one. We'll probably do better. I'm sorry. Yeah, this this one's... We did pretty well with uh, the crab. We were a bit prepared. Well, but we were more prepared because we had more time and we're more and you're into the crab. So we'll probably. Yeah. Do... I'm more in the crab. Yeah. crab. I've done crab dragon. But no, talking about like Hattori, the, the change in old to new 5R for like Hattori. Yeah. So. In new 5R, Hattori is female, old 5R male. So that's mm-hmm. a pretty big change for it in the aspect of ideology from the time periods that are written. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, I'm all these, for more gay stuff. I'll just yeah. give me more of the gay stuff. Uh, that's why I'm really loving the fictions, uh, the the novels, at least. Yeah. But that's beside the point. Yeah. I really... Mm-hmm. I really liked how their story was... Uh, one thing, uh, like, so if you read the Crane Clan novella by Katrina Ostrander, uh, Ice and Snow, I think it was. Don't quote me on this. Yeah. I'd have to look it up again. Um, all the stuff that, you know, all this stuff was not, like, all the problems were not rooted in their queerness or their LGBTQA status. It was integrated with everything else. You know, there were still some problems. Like a overbearing father. Uh, hey, our positions were kind of in rival clans. Oh boy, and that—that's the that. Those are the problems. It has nothing to do with their queerness, and that's what I love about the the romances in this. Yeah, addition the queer romances is that it never has to do with the queerness. It's always something else. Yeah, like because that's way it should be. It's absolutely. It shouldn't be how who someone loves and stuff like that it should be 
the other aspects. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For me, I I can say that changing that drastic since I've been with old five R, it was a bit of a shock mm-hmm. to see that they did those changes. I don't mind the changes. It just I'm go, I'm a coming was coming into this mm-hmm. as an old five R player. So yeah. oh Dojo Turi female what? Yeah, we made the change. Okay, it was it was just a, it was a surprise. Yeah, they. Because so, yeah. in old five R, Hoturi was basically a ladies' man. He yeah. was a James Bond style. Basically, he yeah. he would hit on anything anything fe- in uh, Yakuda. Yak- 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 yeah, I totally misspelled. Basically, that. he would Yukata. go from. Sarah- yeah, he would go from you hit on anything with a, sam- a Yukata. Yeah, yeah from <laughs> sam- actually, not just got from Samurai to Geisha. Yes, but they were all so, wore Yukata, probably. Yeah. That's that that's what I was going for. And I think Samurai Ko might wear Hakama as well. Basically wear traditional. Uh, but. we we could get it and I could get yeah. in the whole issue with like how Samurai Ko aren't a real thing. And, uh, and, uh, actually, yes, they are. There are no. female samurai in yes, Japanese the, history. I should say the word. Oh, the word, word samurai ko is okay. not a thing. That the original the 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 a female samurai in Japan was called a hime. Also, could be translated as princess, but that's basically what what they were. They were the hime. But that's beside the point. Um, yeah, that's that's a language thing. That's definitely so. Yeah. We gentrified a lot of stuff in L5R. I, I, I don't complain about that. I think yeah. a lot of stuff should be general neutral, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyways, so Hotari, he is, while he was at court, it, there was rumors of him, of which women he'd been romantic with, ranging from Isawa Kede to mm-hmm. Hiroyuchi Shuan to Aikoma Sanari. But then it's... <laughs> It never he never seemed to settle on one. Yeah. But when he's a young man, he actually fought for Shishiro Kachiko's father in a duel to determine her husband. He won the duel. So he was able to determine who Shishiro Kachiko, who became Bayoshi Kachiko, mm-hmm. who her husband would be. And He's got a large scar that goes from his shoulder to his elbow. And he asked about it. He said, he politely says, the crab was too slow. But they became lovers. Yeah. She became pregnant and gave birth to his child by Yushidaryu. He never knew. And wound up killing him, if I remember yep. correctly. He kills Daryu during the Scorpion Clan coup. And is unaware of that until his dying moments on the second day of thunder. So, unlike New 5R, where they're happily together, old 5R, okay, they were together, they were lovers, but because (laughs) of the clans, because of their families, their clans, Mm -hmm. they couldn't be truly together. And especially since Kachiko was married to the Scorpion 
clan daimyo. Bayushi. Yeah. Bayushi. Because of that, they couldn't do it. And we'll talk and, about more about yeah. that, like in the Scorpion yeah. edition of this. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's we'll, that's we'll just a little bit. Crane. Yeah, that's the bit with the. So there's a change in the crane, and that after the crane, mm-hmm. that was like, okay. So we see yeah. the difference in them, yeah. and the the fact that he could, as in the old five R, he didn't know. Yeah, and uh, in new five R. Dario is well. It's Kachiko's son, father, his begotten father, because you know there's no uh, genetic tests in ancient Rokugan. Uh, is Soju? So, but it's probably not Hotaru. That's the father. <laughs> probably, you know, yeah. magic bullshit aside, or not magic bullshit, magic pregnancy aside could yeah. happen that way but it, whatever yeah uh, but yeah but the uh the artwork from the cards a tengu or something that would be interesting if it was something like not human that would be interesting <laughs> that would be that would definitely be interesting but yeah in uh the old 5r Hatari eventually marries doji amiko mm-hmm. who he wasn't too hot about initially, but it's his father mm-hmm. wanted him to basically try to tame his wild son. Amika yeah. loved him deeply and he grew to love her. So it worked out that way that you actually had an actual lovely marriage where yeah. in in a lot of things like that, you don't it's a marriage of convenience or marriage of politics. Oh, yeah. And like- stuff. It's people forget nowadays that for the longest, longest time, people never married for love. They married for positions, power, money, anything but love, stability. Um, I would say that's not completely true. The lower class. Would more even the have, lower class they would have more of a possibility of marrying for love not but really, not i said really, more uh, didn't more. say it was always but when you look at the upper class like the nobility that was always the noble could have their mistress who they could not marry because they had to yeah be available for a political alliance yeah and uh i think it was i don't remember who's quoted this but it was a a european medieval uh poet that stated yeah love should never between be never there should never be love between a husband and his wife is basically what he said uh which is kind of like oh that's kind of grim but you know yeah whatever that's the way it was like you never really got a chance like uh you're marrying this guy yeah and it's like yeah it makes a lot it makes for a lot of good tension in stories but it does have its problems it does but But. when you look at it from a political perspective like many of the crab would do Mm -hmm. it is something it's like you make the best match 
for the family, for the clan yeah. as possible. You know, like I said it's the same way with the traditional medieval European aspect. Yeah, up until probably the 20th century, it was that way. Yeah. You don't want your horny teenagers to decide who, who they love because they will always make the wrong decision. Yes, they won't necessarily yeah. marry or love the person that will benefit them. And it was yeah. mostly a marry up for the for the female of the couple. Mostly, mostly, but yes. Yeah. yeah. But anyways. I think we're pretty much done at this yeah. point. <laughs> We've gotten a lot of ranting or not ranting, yeah, a lot, lot of, of side sidetracks. <laughs> but I think it was all a lot of good information, mm-hmm. good thoughts on the changes between old 5R and new 5R. Yeah. The how the either one also relates to what we know as our history, what we can look at in our past and see how they brought some of these these thoughts to to be Mm -hmm. even though l5r is supposed to be rooted in utilizing of the japanese the korean the chinese Mm -hmm. myths and ideology it is the uh romanticization really of the western like outlook of it um Robert Denton, I think, mentioned it on uh, Discord or somewhere. Uh, I, I just like what he said. It's Kurosawa era Japan. Yeah. And if you don't know who Kurosawa is, look up his movies. They're great. Please, th- you will enjoy yourself um, watching most of those, uh, yeah. like especially the samurai dramas. Uh, yeah, and things, they. Like Yojimbo which became a fistful of dollars, I think. Is that right? I think so. Or, or the man with no, it was the man with no name trilogy. Cause. I, yeah. So some of the, some of the movies by Haruki, Akira Kurosawa, Ran, Rashomon, Sanjuro, Seven Samurai, Throne of yeah, Blood. All great. All, all great movies. Yeah. Yojimbo. Kagemusha, all of those are that one's not so good. uh, That's one of his later ones. It's not as good. uh, Actually, that was yeah, it's one of his later's because uh yeah, the only other one that was after that was Ran, but those were all from out of Japan. He has a then Jerry London did Shogun, Mm -hmm. and you got Kinji Mizuguchi with Forty Seven Ronin, yeah. So. Those are all the romanticized aspects of the Japanese culture, which Wokugan takes that. And it's interesting to see how, like the crane, typically epitomized most of that romanticized aspects. Yeah. If you look at theirs. So, Uh, yeah. Like the dueling, especially the samurai trilogy. Uh, yeah, kind of view. If you ever seen the Samurai trilogy or read the book Musashi, which I I, I recommend, it's got a great translation on Audible right now, uh, read by Brian Nishi. It's a long. It's fifty hours, so you're going to be listening to it for a while, and you're probably not going to listen to it in one full setting. 
but it's really great. I kind of fuse, um, not Sekiro, um, 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 crap. His name is on the tip of my tongue. Um, um, Kojiro, Kojiro, uh, as basically Kakita and Miramoto was the, the Miyamoto was Miramoto in that and I would love to see like a, a story between those two and their like duels. So, so, so somebody in the novel L5R Aconite get on that, get on like the whole uh, story between Mir, Miramoto and K- Kitsuki and not Kitsuki. Takeda. Uh, Takeda. I'm getting tired. I think it's time we call it. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this. Yeah. And keep your mask on, please. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, despite what the government says. Bye bye.